Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Here's your market wrap with me, Ryan Huang. So let's take a look at how markets stopped or closed overnight. And we've got the Dow Jones Industrial Average higher. In fact, notching its longest winning streak in more than six years, make it number 12 in a row. The Dow up 0.1%. So slight gains to 35,438. The S&P 500 added 0.3% to 4,000. 567 and the Nasdaq Composite was the upper former 0.6% to 14,145. For more insights, we're joined by Michelle Schneider, Chief Strategist at Market Gauge Group. Michelle, thanks for joining us on the show. Nice to see you, Ryan. Hey, awesome. So let's start with what's in focus, perhaps with an overview of how markets have been chugging along. The Dow again, squeezing out a small gain. And it looks like things seem to be, well, going well, going by the numbers at least. Well, definitely, if you're looking at the indices, how can anyone complain? We still have, uh, obviously, a ways to go to get to the peak prices of 2021. But at this point, we certainly never expected, and when I say we, many of the analysts never expected to see current levels as they are. Uh, Everyone thought this was just AI-driven, and of course now we're seeing cooperation from some of the other sectors as well uh, starting to emerge here, particularly uh, we've been seeing some movement not only in the semiconductors, um, but even the banking sector came back, and that was a big surprise. Uh, The housing market has been Mm. extremely strong, also a big surprise. And uh, now we're starting to see some money coming back into the health areas and some of the biotech areas. So. To me right now, what seems to be the interesting part is how much rotation will we get among the other sectors and how much should we be watching commodities right now, which is my major focus. All right, a couple of things to unpack. And you mentioned AI. We've been seeing quite a bit of a run-up in the past year from the big names, um, being dubbed the Magnificent Seven, so to speak. And looking at the results, they've been putting in quite some... Decent numbers. In fact, Google, parent, Alphabet, outperforming, even though Microsoft seems to be a bit more sluggish on the front with growth. But all in, doesn't seem like AI has been factored into the latest earnings yet. No. In fact, I was surprised that I didn't see that mentioned much in the Microsoft earnings. But we also have to understand that, really, if you look at the beginning of 2023 till now, the stock is up like 80%. So... If we're not seeing something more than the expectations would be that would completely outperform at these points, having a little bit of a rest here in a company like Microsoft, just like we saw with uh, last week when we we had the reports on Tesla, Hmm. is not a great shock. That certainly doesn't mean necessarily that the future in AI has been curtailed in any way. I still think that Microsoft is going to be a major player in that area. All right, but all in, it does seem like you're suggesting that the rally is broadening out to more names and more sectors. Um, there is some optimism coming through from the IMF as well. It's raises global growth forecast and even says the U.S. may avoid a recession. And if you look around you, Michelle, are you seeing that happening in terms of encouraging signs? Well, I never really thought we were going to go into a deep recession. So the fact now that the economists and the analysts are starting to catch up to that point of view... Um, I think is encouraging 
But on the other hand, what we don't really see a lot of discussion of, and I think we're going to see more of a discussion Mm. on that going forward, is the impact of what's going to happen with commodities and vis-a-vis through inflation. As we know, up until this point, it certainly also looked like it peaked in June 2022. But now we have some major concerns starting to emerge, not only obviously with Mother Nature and the havoc that that's wreaking, the the fires and floods and obviously the heat uh, waves that are happening. Uh, You know, here's an interesting little factoid that in Florida, the waters are measuring at a temperature Fahrenheit of 101 degrees. If you have a hot tub, that's the temperature you keep your hot tub, right? So think about that. I mean, that's just one implication. Obviously, the other would be from a geopolitical standpoint, even though people are relatively sanguine about the Russian-Ukraine situation, there's still a lot of threats going on. And we've certainly seen that mainly reflected to start in the oil and energy markets. And now the grains are starting to catch up. So this is really where we have our eyes on what's going to happen in terms of raw materials, um, not only because of the factors that I just mentioned, but even the demand, mm. which is much greater than what people thought, especially coming from China. And number two, you cannot have all this money going into infrastructure development as we're doing in the United States and in Europe without thinking about the stuff that we need to make the stuff, so to speak, is the simplest way I can put it. All right. Well, in conversation, Michelle Schneider, she's the chief strategist at Market Gauge Group. And Michelle, we touched on this briefly, and this is around how there is demand for commodities and also disruptions there. And in the headlines, we've been seeing India, one of the biggest rice exporters, cutting back. In fact, cutting back on exports to help with the price stability domestically. So that's going to contribute to, I imagine, inflation to some degree. Is that going to feed into the Fed's thinking when we get the FOMC rate decision tomorrow morning in Singapore time? No. That's <laughs> the very short answer. I mean, let's talk about you know what's happening in India with rice because essentially what I saw headlines of today. Not only obviously are they not exporting, but there's hoarding. Mm. So when you think about that, when you think about a shortage of any raw material, particularly one that is related to food, uh, and rice being you know one of the major staples uh, all over the world, but especially in, in Asian countries. That, that, that's scary, right? And so social unrest, of course, can also in and of itself be inflationary as people start to question the status quo, feel angry, feel abused by government, by lack of policy, by all the factors, right? So that's something that's in my mind, and we're seeing pockets of that emerging in terms of just revolt for different reasons around the world as well. But let's talk about the Fed. The Fed here isn't focused on that. At all. The Fed is focused right now on the fact that they still see inflation as sticky. Obviously, they are going to be looking at the oil and energy prices that have gone up over the last couple of months. Their decision tomorrow will probably be to raise for a quarter percent. And that will have nothing to do with what we're talking about. So it's really, you know, in terms of the food and the geopolitical situation, they're going to really be reacting on the fact that inflation has come down, but not by enough. So the question is, what's going to happen going forward? And going forward, I think the Fed is really going to continue to be in a situation where if they continue to uh, really press the metal uh, in terms of interest rates and continue to boost them up higher, 
then they will possibly be looking at a recession. So I don't think they're going to do that because there's still delicate situations around. Bankruptcies are increasing. The labor market is strong, but they, they want to try to bring that down a little bit. But there's also a point, getting back to AI, where mm. jobs are going to be thought to be replaced. So I think that we could have a situation where we avoid the recession because the Fed doesn't necessarily act too aggressively going forward, but that we still have some rocky waters ahead because of this inflation. And it will be interesting to see what they do in terms of their reaction to that if these numbers do indeed start to go up, especially PCE coming out this Friday. Yeah, indeed, a delicate balancing act. And I pointed out a couple of things to weigh, including how gas prices have been going up, I believe the highest in three months, and possibly food inflation to some degree. And of course, all the geopolitics that might slow down the economy more than they want to engineer that slow down too. And just to wrap things up, Michelle, for investors, what would you be looking at in terms of opportunities right now? Where are you going to be, in some sense, um, rotating towards? Well, we've been we're obviously still long a lot of the tech stocks and the big uh, seven, as you mentioned, and the tails at this point. So we're not getting negative there. We're just being very uh, cautious about adding to any of those positions. And instead... Because of everything we just talked about, I'm particularly interested in companies that store raw materials. So companies that do agricultural and food processing or mining or oil and gas, or they do warehousing and distribution of particular uh, raw materials um, and construction companies. So we're looking at companies like uh, Billiton, uh, Exxon, Dow Chemical, International Paper. We've already been in Cleveland Cliffs and Mosaic. So there's a lot of opportunity if you do some research into those companies because they are still underperforming. But if this trend that we just talked about continues, they will start to outperform. And I think they have a lot of upside. All right. Some things to watch out for down the road. We've been chatting with Michelle Schneider. She is the chief strategist for Market Gauge Group, speaking to us from Santa Fe, New Mexico. Thank you for your time, Michelle. Thank you so much, Ryan. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.